What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Mailbag time. Questions at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. It is Saturday. I hope you all are having a great weekend. Ben Gretsch is here. Ben, how was your Friday night? Oh, it was fantastic. I uh, did a lot of things that I don't know that I'm going to do yet because <laughs> we're yes. recording this on Friday afternoon, as we always do. So it's in the future for, for me talking now, but it's in the past for you listening. Yeah, here on my Friday afternoon, I'm assuming I had a nice, relaxing Friday night, and I cooked dinner. I know I cooked dinner, or, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to go through with that and cook dinner. And I hope it's delicious. I hope I didn't ruin another meal for me and my wife. All right, let's, uh, let's rock and roll. So we're going to read your Apple Podcast questions. We're doing some regulating. We're actually getting requests from leagues to get this is great. Like, hey, settle this for our league. We listen to your show. So we're going to do some regulating in a bit. The Jets are hopeful. It's Friday afternoon. Hopeful to have Le'Veon Bell and Chris Herndon this week. Ben, do you still like Le'Veon Bell or have you cast him aside in a messy breakup? Yeah, no, it's been been messy. Uh, (laughs) I'm... I'm worried about him. He's banged up, obviously. I, I, it's really hard to to look at that schedule and still not think that he's going to hit on something. And he had uh, quite a few catches late last week. So even when they trail, you know he's going to get the receptions. That that's what we were looking at. We had that dual threat workload. We knew that in PPR leagues, particularly, that he had big upside. He had over 20 points last week without a touchdown. I know. So. I know. Doesn't it feel like he had a bad game? He actually was. Really good in he had eleven points in PP in non PPR and he had nineteen points in I had well it depends if you play decimals or not. You don't play decimal yeah. nineteen fantasy points in, in PPR. It's weird. It's like he had such a good game in terms of PPR and it just feels like he was a dud because he had sixty six carries, sixty six yards on seventeen carries against the Dolphins. Which is I mean, and that's why you target that that workload. I mean, and that right there, what you just said. Like it doesn't seem when you're watching it like he did well, but the fantasy points rack up. Right. Okay. Well, Chris Herndon, we'll see if he gets back. I think people are going to be a little hesitant to start Herndon, but there's and you still a lot of uh, yeah, strings are recurring like. injuries. It's taken him so long to get back. You can't expect he'll come out and play an 80% snap share. Right. And there's still a lot to like long term, but you probably want to fade him this week and, and turn to someone like uh, Jack Doyle. Oh, how about OJ Howard again, that dream matchup or Chris Herndon? Yeah, I'm I'm going back to OJ Howard. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I I've been on Howard since the offseason, and I've led some people astray with my OJ Howard love, but he's been just incredibly efficient throughout his entire career, and he's still been solid this year on a per target basis. He just hasn't seen any targets, so yeah. Um, I'm yeah, I'm going back to him, and I think uh, he's a good play this week. There is a part of me that thinks. O.J. Howard could actually have a big second half. It's a small part, but it exists. <laughs> and Is it the part that looks at his 11.2 career yards per target? He's uh, just I mean, well, well, I mean, I, I said at the beginning of last year that he was kind of a, a, a breakout I had. I, I like really liked him, just got lucky at a big year. That he, you know, athletically, he's on par with basically the great tight ends. Like he can yeah. do, he could be an elite tight end. So... He's had some time that he's been injured, but they've had a bye. You know, you wonder what their offense, if, if it's going to be any different. If they said, hey, we have to get O.J. Howard more involved. We'll see. I, I'm certainly like it's basically like you have a free roster spot. Give it a try. 
maybe Odell so, clicks. And I agree with all that. Just real quick, that 11.2 career yards per target I just mentioned, I'm doing this off memory a little bit, but I'm pretty sure Gronk's career yards per target is 9.9, and that's the highest mark ever for a tight end. Wow. Howard doesn't have um, the the requisite targets to be on that list. You know, you got to have some kind of elevated target, like career to, to for a career leaderboard. You got to have more the targets than Howard has in his career. But he, it's a pretty small sample to start his career. But he's over a yard better than than Gronk. Cool. So next news item: Patrick Mahomes is going to start. That's great. Jacoby Brissett is a game time decision. So we will see if he plays, and then you'll have some questions like Brissett versus, well, you know, Dak Prescott if Amari Cooper doesn't play. You know, I think you obviously go Dak if Amari Cooper does play, but that could be a toss-up. Um, I think we have some Brissett questions coming up, but I, I don't know. I feel like, oh, oh you know, okay, I, Garoppolo. I would Garoppolo, go Dak over Brissett. You go Dak, even if Gallup doesn't, I, even if uh, Cooper doesn't play? Yeah, and... and Yes, even if Cooper doesn't play. And just to answer the Brissett side of it, he's a game-time decision. Even if he plays, he's going to be playing banged up against Miami. And what I expect what we're going to see, whether Brissett plays or Hoyer plays, is a ton of Marlon Mack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you might want to start Brissett over Garoppolo. That's the only thing because the next news item is George Kittle is uncertain for this week. And unless you know that Kittle's playing on Sunday, I just don't want anything to do with Garoppolo if Kittle doesn't play. But Seattle has given up. I mean, they got torched by Andy Dalton back in week one. They got torched by Matt well, Schaub. Well, Andy Dalton threw 51 passes, I think. They got torched by, uh, yeah, but but Schaub and uh, and Jameis Winston last week. They've been beat by some like quarterbacks that have otherwise looked bad. And I think that says something about how their their defensive system is is not like overly complex. It doesn't take a lot to, to break down. I, I think Garoppolo could still have a nice day. Obviously, you want Kittle in there, but... Emmanuel Sanders has, has really come on well as their number one receiver. So I think I would still play Garoppolo over Brissett. Okay. The the thing is, though, like Winston threw 44 passes. Schaub threw 52 passes. So the stat I gave on the Friday show, the actual Friday show, was there's only been one quarterback that has scored 20 or more fantasy points against the Seahawks with fewer than 44 pass attempts and without a rushing touchdown. And that was Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, but I mean, I like Garoppolo. I just I don't know what he's going to do if Kittle's not there. Those receivers are just not good enough. And I know they have Sanders, but Kittle's the, his guy. Okay, I I respect your opinion, Ben Gretsch. So let's read our email of the day. A lot of emails, but this is there's only one email of the day. It's from your faithful friend Barry. Now, context here. You may remember last week on the show, I went on a bit of a rant about all these fantasy owners vetoing trades. And how I can't stand it, Ben. You know, you don't veto trades because you think one side wins. You don't veto trades because you think another team is is becoming too good. You veto trades because of collusion or because it's not a justifiable trade or because one of the owners that made it is not participating and shouldn't have made this trade. You know, stuff like that. So so you're going on the raid again. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> but our faithful friend Barry said, you can't veto a trade because you think one side lost the trade. And I think the subject of this, uh, the subject line of the email was worst fantasy football rant ever. You can't veto a trade because you think one side lost the trade? Really? Then why vote at all, you sanctimonious moron? Just let all trades go through without review then. I stopped listening to a different show because it became so lame. Looks like you guys have now consistently sunk into their level. Uh... Too bad for you, for you, and great for humanity. <laughs> Your show is the worst. Later, losers. Your faithful friend Barry. I'm sorry that I cost us a listener, Ben. That's my bad. Yeah, no. I mean, what's sad is that Barry's not going to get to hear that he made the show. You know, I mean, he yeah. probably been pretty bummed <laughs> that he was on the show, but he's not going to be listening. I bet you Barry's still listening. I bet he yeah, hasn't actually he left us. Is. You know, he, he like he had his little email rant. He got it out of his system, and he realized, like, okay, it's all good. And also, yeah, Barry, you nailed it. Don't vote on trades. Like, then why vote at all? Like, yeah, you shouldn't. Just let all trades go through. And then if you have to undo one because it's so obviously collusion, you undo it after the fact. But the trade review period is antiquated. It should not exist. Oh, yeah, more on that in a little bit. We have to decide a a big one uh, in a league based on a trade review period. All right, let's uh, read some emails. But first, any DFS tips, Ben? Any DFS tips for the listeners? Daily Fantasy Sports, i.e. FanDuel. I mean, there are 
a lot of a lot of DFS tips we can give. I bet a lot of our listeners, well, I think like? most people, what's that? Who do you like this week? Uh, I, well, I was going to say, I think a lot of people, uh, I think the the more of the audience probably just plays a few a few tournaments and is hoping to hit big. They're not probably grinding out cash games and trying to make a you know a, a week a weekly profit. They're they're hoping to hit something big. And if you're doing that, you're playing in these big large field tournaments. You're entering the you know the, the million dollar tournaments. You want to be trying to identify players that are going to be popular and trying to gain leverage on those players. It's incredibly hard to win the major tournaments if you're on the same guys as everybody else. Because when those guys hit, yeah, they're great for your lineup, but they're great for everyone else. And you have to get the exact combination correct on those weeks. It raises the overall point scoring for every team in the in the week. Uh, you know, In all the contests, they're, they're going to be really elevated total point to, uh, scores that win these tournaments. So my biggest tip would be Try to find leverage. This week, a, a good example, uh, the stat that I keep hearing everywhere is that one of the two Bucks receivers has been a stud every single game since week two. The last two weeks, it's been Mike Evans. It was Godwin for a number of games. Evans had the other blow up earlier in the year. Um, a lot of people are going to be on Godwin and Evans this week. They're both going to have plenty of ownership. Uh, I, I've seen people say you got to put one of them in every single lineup you make. And I, I think that's a reasonable way to look at that. The Bucks love to throw the ball downfield. They're playing the Cardinals. It's one of the highest scoring games. That's a game that's going to have a lot of ownership because it has a high Vegas over under. And Ronald Jones is another really popular play in in, uh, in DFS this week because he's now the lead running back in a, in a game that should have a lot of uh, a lot of plays, a lot of volume, a lot of scoring. I think OJ Howard is one of the better leverage plays this week. He's, he's obviously in the Arizona matchup, and and that will probably get him some ownership. But I don't think a lot of people are going to actually play him. I expect his ownership to come in in the single digit percentages, and I don't think. Uh, enough people are going to pile onto a guy who has been very efficient at times in his career is getting a matchup right now that uh, Arizona is going to have to pay attention to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. This is the perfect spot for OJ Howard to have a multiple touchdown game. And what building leverage means is you're looking at Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and to a lesser extent, Ronald Jones, as guys that are going to be owned in a lot of teams in your tournaments that you're in. If you play OJ Howard and he has a multiple touchdown game, that's not only good for your lineup. It's also bad for everyone else's lineups that have Evans and Godwin and Jones. So you're finding ways that you would benefit from the really popular plays yeah. doing but, poorly. But do you also put Godwin in your lineup, or you just put Howard? Or, like, also Evans? Because I have Godwin in my, one of my lineups, and I was thinking about Howard, but I have Jared Cook as my tight end in my, my favorite lineup right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, I think if you are if you want to do, like, you know, a multiple-person stack and, and you want to game stack it and you want to put Jameis Winston as your quarterback, you can play two of the receivers on the same team. If you play two of the receivers on the same team, you got to play the quarterback. Yes, right? Like, right. there's too many you're, – you're hoping for too many touchdowns to not be playing Jameis Winston in that scenario. I What I'm talking about with the building leverage would be – to, to be fading those guys and hoping that OJ okay. Howard has a, a multi-touchdown game and those guys don't okay. score. Well, then, and, and, you know, then like Ted Ginn. Yeah, Ted Ginn's a great example. I love Calvin Ridley this week. Calvin Ridley had like 270 yards and four touchdowns in two games against the Saints last year. Um, so Yeah, he had that one monster three-touchdown game. Yeah, and the other one was like 92 yards and a touchdown or something. So, um yeah, I, I, I like there, – there's some pretty cheap wide receivers. There always are. Marquise Brown's a cheap wide receiver I like. Calvin Ridley's the same price. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be on Jamison Crowder. Maybe you go to Robbie Anderson, you know? Yeah, there you go. Right. Okay, I mean, cool. Yeah, you're looking at ways that – you know. And it, it doesn't have to be the same position. You know, it doesn't have to be another receiver on the same team. Right. It can be, you know, that you think the entire game will go differently. People will be on um, – you know, Devin Singletary is a popular name this week as a, a running back for the the Bills. What if Cleveland leads that game? Then okay, John Brown be, would have would become a good play, and it might hurt Singletary. Although Singletary plays in the passing game as well, but you're trying to think, okay, maybe the game script flips and it doesn't. It's not favorable for that right. running back. Okay, well, how does you know how can I build leverage there? Because this is this is there's ways that things you know crazy things happen in football games. Yeah, this is tournament thinking. This is uh, right. I'm going to take a shot and try to win a million dollars. This is not fifty fifty thinking where you're going to play it a little bit safer. I mean, you could do that. But this is really going swinging for the fences. All right, and speaking of which, you want to be playing your DFS on FanDuel, okay? FanDuel.com slash FFT. Get signed up right now. Why not? Why not play more fantasy football? You love fantasy football. You love setting lineups. Well, this is a great way to set more and more lineups and pick the guys that you want, okay? You don't love your team? You don't love your options this week? Go on over to FanDuel and make a new lineup. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Play for a buck. Play for five. Play for two. Play for 10. Play for 50. Whatever. And win some money on FanDuel. If you deposit 20 bucks 
at FanDuel.com slash FFT. You will get $20 back in site credit. You'll get an extra $5 every week for four weeks. It's FanDuel.com slash FFT, and you can play as many lineups as you want, and I know you're going to have a lot of fun. It's, it's really great, and it's fun to follow your team throughout the day and see how you're doing. FanDuel.com slash FFT or download the FanDuel app. One more time, it's FanDuel.com slash FFT. Get signed up now. Get that $20 bonus or download that FanDuel app. All right, here we go. Finally, some questions. JoJo needs to start three of these guys in half PPR. Mark Ingram, Tyler Lockett, Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, and Odell Beckham. Uh, I'm not going to start Odell Beckham. I'm going to play Adams, Lockett. Better say Ingram. Oh, man. Lockett's against the Niners, though. Yeah, no, I'm going to play Ingram. I'm wondering if I would play. Yeah, I'm still going to play Lockett over Allen Robinson. I just can't trust Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, Macklin H. Matt Breida, Damian Williams, or Sammy Watkins? It wouldn't be Breida. I really like Damian Williams. I I would like to say him, but I'm going to say Sammy Watkins. Ah. I think he's the... Especially if it's PPR. If it's non-PPR, I think maybe Williams, but okay. um, Watkins if it's PPR. Disney fan, 1974. Mahomes, Matt Ryan, or Josh Allen? Mahomes. And pick two running backs. Eckler, Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, and Ingram. Uh, and so listen, yes, this came in on Thursday night. Uh, I would have said, I probably would have been wrong, but I would have said Bell and Ingram. So let's just assume he started Melvin Gordon. Now pick one out of Bell and Ingram. Uh, I'll probably... Take uh, Ingram. Assuming Bell's healthy, it's it's tough. But Ingram has a, a really good matchup yeah. against the Bengals' run D. Ingram, oh, Ingram, great matchup this week. From low in the cut, start at flex at half PPR. Ronald Jones, Devontae Parker, or Marquise Brown? Jones. Jones, okay. All right. I'm going to be so mad if he comes off the field at the goal line. That's like my only concern here. I don't think that will happen. I think the reason Agumba Wallace scored a short touchdown last week was because they were in the hurry up. And, you know, he's. Yes, that's true. It, it's not helpful for Jones that Agumba Wallace plays in the hurry up. But that's that's when Agumba Wallace scored late. Last week, Jones did score like a six yard touchdown in the first drive. So, you know, I think he'll stay in there at the goal line. It's just, we're hoping. I, I like Jones, especially here, that it's half PPR because we're hoping that, you know, he can run for quite a few yards against the Cardinals because we know his receiving upside isn't quite that high yet. Okay, some trade questions from Apple Podcasts. I'm in a non-PPR league, and I'm 7-2, and two and I'm setting up for the playoffs. I traded Lamar Jackson, James Conner, and Cortland Sutton for Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Howard, and Michael Thomas. So he goes from Lamar Jackson to Aaron Rodgers, from James Conner to Jordan Howard. It's a downgrade probably. And from Cortland Sutton to Michael Thomas which is a huge upgrade and a reminder Jordan Howard has a really favorable playoff schedule. So what do you think? It's close. I think I would take the, I, I would take his trade because Michael Thomas is the best player in the deal pretty, pretty easily. And that's kind of like a tiebreaker. Um, but I still like Lamar Jackson a lot more than Aaron Rodgers, And I know that seems kind of wild, even though uh, Rogers did have a bad game last week, but Rogers has played well enough lately that, you know, we're, I, I think there's generally optimism with Rodgers. I think Jackson is just such a secure floor to ceiling guy with his rushing. He's just, I mean, we've talked about that all year. So it's a pretty big upgrade at quarterback or downgrade at quarterback in, in my mind. I think Rodgers has the ceiling, but doesn't have the same profile as Jackson. Okay. Um, yeah, I do. And I think trade. it's a downgrade at running back, but but I'll take I'll take Thomas. He's that good. Uh, from JLB, I have a trade offer for David Montgomery and Devin Singletary. I would be getting both of those guys and giving up. DeAndre Hopkins. So give up Hopkins, get Montgomery and Singletary. What do you think? It depends on the rest of the roster, but I probably wouldn't. I I, I think uh, Hopkins is worth more than than those two guys combined. I like Singletary's upside the rest of the year, uh, and I, I you know I, I like Montgomery's too. But I, I'm I'm concerned about the Bears' offense. Singletary doesn't get enough targets because Josh Allen does scramble, even though he's playing a ton. But he has um, he has three to five catches in three of five games. I actually asked you about this, and you know he got hurt in one game where David right. Singletary, where he didn't have a catch, and then he his first game back from injury, he didn't have a catch. But in the other three games, he, he didn't three, play very many snaps in that game back. We talked about this right. last week. Yeah, yeah, he has three to five catches, so that's that's pretty good. The problem is. 
for Singletary. Like Cleveland this week, Miami next week, that's terrific. Then it's Denver, Dallas, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh and New England to end the year. And New England, they're number one against running backs, but they don't have a very good run defense, I think we've seen. But still, Denver, Dallas, Baltimore, Pittsburgh could be really tough for him. People have pointed that out. Singletary's schedule gets pretty tough weeks 12 through 15. That's something to keep in mind. Montgomery, on the other hand, has a great schedule. So I guess with Hopkins, it's like, what about the fact that he wasn't really getting that many targets, like a huge target share when Will Fuller was healthy? Does that factor in? But you're saying right now you'd rather have Hopkins than those two running backs. Yeah, no, I think it's a a fair consideration, but I I think that was a a combination of sample size and and other things on on Hopkins. I still think he's an an elite receiver, and I would rather have him than essentially the things that you just said about schedule. To me, Singletary and and Montgomery, their upside is basically like being RB2s. So would you trade an elite receiver for a couple of RB2s? It depends. I mean, if you need running backs that bad, maybe. Yeah. Okay, from the Bogue, PPR, give up Carson and Sutton. Carson and Sutton, get Cooper and Connor. Ooh, a couple of injured guys coming back. Um, Yeah, I mean, it depends on health a little bit, but I like Sutton a lot. I'm going to take the Carson and Sutton side and say that the Bogue lost this one a little bit. From Race David, give Amari Cooper, Aaron Jones, and Mark Andrews Get Dalvin Cook and Jordan Howard. Amari Cooper, Aaron Jones, and Mark Andrews for Dalvin Cook and Jordan Howard. Yeah, that's a win. You like that? Yeah, I do. I mean, I Aaron Jones, I don't think, is going to continue to have the same upside with Devontae Adams back because he was doing so much splitting out and seeing downfield targets, and his receiving work was so huge for him. And then Jamal Williams is back as well. He missed a little time. Um, I still really like Aaron Jones, but I just don't – I think he's his rest of season doesn't really match what he's done over the last couple of months. Uh, Mark Andrews also played a, a season low snap share last week or ran a season low in routes after a kind of a bad game yeah, in, he's, in Seattle he's, a couple weeks uh, ago. I think we missed the window to sell high on Mark Andrews. Yeah, I don't know that he's going to be like a stud the rest of the way. He'll be up and down. Right. So I don't know. You're getting Dalvin it's Cook. You're giving up a couple guys that I think are kind of trending down and, and Cooper who's hurt. And yeah, so Dalvin Cook. I'll take Dalvin Cook. Okay. Well, Cooper's expected to play this week, right? That's the last. I, I actually didn't anyway. know. You said in the top that he might not play, so I was going off of you. Yeah, he's got a knee thing, uh, but he's latest I saw was that he is expected to play. Okay, that's um, that's yeah. I hadn't heard anything. So yeah, I thought that was... but remember, he's had he's been dealing with injuries since the preseason. You know, he came out of one game with an injury. Thought he was going to miss the Eagles game and didn't. Um, I made a trade that I hate that I I kind of regret. I gave up in a fourteen team league. PPR. I gave up Jamal Williams for Terry McLovin. Yeah, I don't think that's a, that bad. It's a I mean, good I, trade. I don't like McLaurin the rest of the year. It's it's hard to, but I don't really like Jamal Williams either. Right. It's a good trade as long as Aaron Jones doesn't get hurt. But if Aaron Jones gets hurt, that's a good point. Then you know, and you do have to somewhat consider that because Jones gets banged up a lot. That you could have just gave away a a league winner. But my goal is to flip McLaurin for like a more reliable running back than Jamal Williams. Okay. Uh, finally, from Jay, from the barbecue capital of the world, which is New York City, where Hill Country Barbecue exists, because Hill Country Barbecue is amazing. That was bomb. Oh, yeah, that's right. We went there. It was we so good. There. That was yeah. good. Uh, I have Winston and Brady. After this week's bye for the Patriots, would you rather have Brady or Foles rest of season? Uh, I would rather have Brady. Yeah. Yeah, they both have good schedules rest of season, but um, it, I think don't don't just completely trust Nick Foles because he has he has yeah. amazing matchups in the playoffs, but so does Brady. Brady's got some good ones. And Brady usually plays well in uh, November and December. He's ten, ten, you know, he's in previous seasons had some struggles in the early part of the year, but been better later in the year. So here we go, baby. From Ryan, down. let's do it. Ryan says, "I am the commissioner of a twelve-team standard league." I'm 7-2 in first place, and I traded with a guy who's in last place. Uh, I offered him my A.J. Green and Golden Tate for his Julian Edelman. He countered with A.J. Green and Evan Ingram for Edelman, and I jumped on it. So again, first place guy gives up A.J. Green and Evan Ingram. Last place guy gives up Edelman. The commissioner is the only one with vetoing powers, but the league is revolting. What do you think? The, the league is not like a disgusting revolt, revolting. They are like revolt, you know, revolting in that sense. Um, 
What do you think, Ben? Uh, I assume this maybe happened before AJ Green was ruled out. I don't know. And had a setback, and then it's been in in pending or, or something. I mean, I I, I I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Is well, Julian Edelman that good? Like, yes, he's, he's fine. I, AJ Green may not play. We don't know. He may not play at all this year. Yeah, Evan well, Ingram's hurt. Evan Ingram's hurt. He traded two hurt guys for Julian Edelman, a top 15 wide receiver. I have a Is huge... miss the rest of the year? Uh, let me see if I can email this I think guy. AJ Green is going to, but I'm kind of reading this as if this happened before. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to email Ryan right now. When did you make this trade? Before or after the new Green Ingram injuries? Because I, I would have a big issue with it if it was after both injuries. When a 2-7 and seven team is giving up uh, Julian Edelman... For two yeah, injured players, I don't players. like when a, when a bad team trades with a really good team because that it is like what's what's the point of him even making this trade at two and seven? Well, if you're not eliminated from the postseason, I, I guess I got no problem with it. Let me let me see if I can. Well, but you're to your point about acquiring two injured players. How is that helping him when he needs to win every game? No, to even that's make the postseason? that's why it's vetoable. However, if he made this trade because Edelman's on a buy, if he made this trade before we knew about the injuries when it looked like Ingram and Green were both going to play this weekend. Yeah, then you just let it go through, and that's what it exactly. seems like. That's what I would guess. Yeah, exactly. All right, so I'll find out. I'll get a little bit more uh, information, hopefully, by the end of the show. All right, next up, Dear Esteemed Regulators. All right, let's follow along here. This one's a little tricky. Another owner and I are playing each other this week. On Wednesday, after texting back and forth for much of the afternoon, afternoon I offered him... Eckler, Foles, and the Bears DST for Brita, Carr, and uh, the Pats DST. It's close. (laughs) (laughs) I texted him that he should go accept the trade before 6 p.m. Wednesday evening to allow for the 24-hour window to go through before the Thursday game starts so that he can start Eckler and I can start Carr. I also called him to tell him, but he didn't answer. I texted him to do this before 6 p.m. to allow us time to set our lineups when the window clears, but... I mistakenly said because the game started at 7 when actually it started at 6.20. But I did tell him to do it before 6 p.m. thinking we could have an hour before game time when it was really 20 minutes that we'd have to set our lineups. Okay, so he's telling him to get this trade done 20 minutes before lineup set because there are two players involved in the Thursday game. After I had tried calling him at 4.45 p.m., he texted me saying that he was going to accept it. But he accepted it at 6.19 p.m. Therefore... When the trade clears, we will each have one minute to set them in our lineups. I didn't care, but he cared a lot (laughs) because he wanted to start Eckler and didn't have the time to adjust the lineups. In our group chat, he complained to the commissioner that the commission should just push the trade through without uh, without clearing the 24-hour window. I argued against it because rules are rules and the 24-hour window must pass. The commission said to email you guys, us, should we push the trade through or let it clear the 24-hour window because of negligence? This is from P Money. Should we let it go? I mean, we already said earlier that uh, there shouldn't even be these trade windows. I mean, they're like I we had these like a decade ago in my longest-running league. I, I guess we still do, but we I just always push trades through now. I mean, it, this league's been around for like 20 years. Uh, we've had issues like this, and there's always issues like this, and. No one wants technical issues like this in fantasy football. Why do you want to be worried about trying to set your lineup one minute before the game starts? I think it's it's crazy. Just uh, let it I go. Mean, like sure. push it through, man. They want yeah. to make the trade. What is the point of this window? Push the trade through. Push it it's, through. It's insane. Yes, trade it's windows hard enough, are we all crazy. Have lives. It, like we can take fantasy football seriously as we want, but like obviously you guys agreed to a trade. He said he would, he, you know, he texted you back and agreed to it, said he'd accept it in 20 minutes. It took him longer to get on the site. Probably was working. I don't know. Maybe he was, you know, at his kid's school or something. Who knows what's going on with him, but it's fantasy football. It's not that serious. Yeah, come on. Come on. Push it through. All right. Anthony from Virginia here. Oh, I, I forgot the music. I'm sorry, Anthony. You deserve better than that. You know what, Anthony? This is for you. Oh, and I came in at the wrong note. Well, now the segment's ruined. Uh, I'm in a high-stakes money league with friends from home. When it comes to the veto, I'm in agreement with all of you that there either shouldn't be a veto, or if there is one, it should be just for obvious collusion. Trades have been going through in our league all year, but recently, my last four... Uh, 
My last four, yes, four trades have been vetoed. The reasoning, you may ask, some say trades are uneven, while others say my team would be too dominant if they went through. I believe they're just fine. Here are some examples. I trade Stafford, Hopkins, and Mixon in a 2QB league for Ezekiel Elliott. Or I trade John Brown, Sammy Watkins, and Joe Mixon, and I would get Odell Beckham. Honestly, I feel like I'm probably getting the worst end of these deals, but my team is stacked, and I'm trying to trade quantity for quality. Most of the league members listen to your podcast, and I would love for you to publicly berate them for being idiot morons and tell them that they should all kick themselves out of the league. The league's name is Oakland. Needless to say, I'm kicking myself out of the league next year and going to shove my face in some disgusting candy corn that I won't get from Heath's house since he's a Grinch and doesn't hand out Halloween candy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, those are obviously suck. trades that shouldn't get vetoed. And this is something that I've also experienced in leagues a long time ago where you get in leagues that are among friends and they're like, hey, we just don't want so-and-so to win the league. <laughs> and it just becomes like a popularity contest. And you're like, oh, we're going to veto these. It's not like trading Stafford, Hopkins, and Mixon for Zeke. Like, I get it. You don't want him to have Zeke. But the only reason you're vetoing that is because you don't want him to have Zeke, not because that's yeah, not a it's, fair trade. He, he's like, he might lose this trade. So right. let it go through. I, I'm publicly berating you. You are all yeah. idiot morons. I mean, I don't like being told that we should publicly berate them. but No, you know, I do. Right. I like that. You really did it. I <laughs> can't believe this. Look at him. I have a picture to prove it. <laughs> you idiot! You are such an idiot! Like, what the hell is the matter with you? You moron. I hate you. <laughs> there you go, you idiot morons. Okay, glad we could regulate. Let's read some more emails. Fantasyfootball at CBSI.com from Joshua. Should I drop Josh Gordon and pick up and start A.J. Brown? Corey Davis has not been practicing all week. I mean, if you have to start one of them, yeah. Josh Gordon has like a little ankle thing that's been bugging him. I, I don't want to start him against the Niners. They got to buy next week. I don't know how reliable Josh Gordon will be the rest of the year. So, yeah, I, and I like A.J. Brown. I would rather have Josh Gordon at this moment, but if you got to start somebody, yes. Uh, should I, from Patrick, should I pick up? Oh, sorry. Should I drop Auden Tate? There we go. No. Should I drop A.J. Green? There we go. And pick up either Auden Tate or Josh Reynolds? Yes. Yeah, A.J. Green should be cut in all leagues at this point. I mean, I. I can understand holding them in really deep leagues. Obviously, in like Dynasty, you, you're going to hold them. But um, who would you pick up? There was up? just never any positive news, and then he finally got some positive news, and then he, he suffers a setback, and he's out indefinitely. I you, you've wasted a roster spot for too long. Like you, you can't justify it anymore. I would I would probably pick up Tate because he's got more long term value. If you need to start someone this week, though, I like Reynolds more. I don't know. I, I feel like AJ Green and Brandon Cooks could both be out for the uh, an extended period of time. Well, Cooks came out and uh, he had a message on instagram where he says he's excited to get back yeah that, so. i know but he didn't say when i mean they're gonna be pretty cautious with him but that's sure. that's fine i mean i don't think it's an obvious answer either way uh from jonathan subject waller panic is it time to pick up a second tight end with the oakland offense improving and diversifying i could pick up howard doyle herndon and gasecki sure yeah i mean the, the oakland offense is improving and diversifying i've been writing about this and stealing signals for a couple of weeks uh, we saw Waller and Williams really get to dominate the targets in September. And since uh, Williams has been back from his injury, now that Hunter Renfro has come on, he tied with the, the team lead with five targets on Thursday Night Football with Waller and Williams, but also with Josh Jacobs. Uh, and since they added Zay Jones, who had three targets, um, they're, yeah, they're spreading the ball around more. And they're they're in more games lately, so they haven't been throwing as much. So, yeah, I mean... It's it's definitely impacted Waller's target ceiling. I I still think you're playing Waller over any of those guys any given week, but I don't mind picking up. Um, I would I'd probably in this scenario target the the three that are not Doyle because I think Doyle is probably the least upside. I, I'd target a guy that's an upside guy that if he hits uh, has the potential to to be someone you'd want to start over Waller, and that would be Howard Herndon and Gesicki are all good options for that. Yeah, I, pr- I think I'd probably go. Herndon. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd go Herndon too. I was going to say Howard, but then I transitioned to Herndon. By the way, quick update for you. That A.J. Green and Evan Ingram for Julian Edelman trade proposed by the 2-7 and seven team this morning, Friday morning. Knowing the injuries, I would veto right. the hell out of that trade. That That's trade not, cannot you stand. You've got to have to veto that. I mean, yeah, it's terrible. Cool. Okay. <laughs> What, good what stuff. is he doing? I don't know, man. That guy, that guy's not good at fantasy football. Okay, this is from Mark. 
No one's talking about Seahawks tight end Jacob Hollister, but he was heavily schemed for in that Tampa Bay game. This offense is throwing to the open guy that is usually schemed open. I bet Kittle plays, but Jacob Hollister might be a great fallback. Break glass in case of emergency type guy and much more. Um, I think that Ed Dixon could throw a wrench in those plans. I actually wrote that exact break glass in case in case of... <laughs> uh, I wrote this exact strategy in... Uh, the news and notes this morning. And I said it on a pot, I think a podcast episode or just, I don't know. I, I've, I've written that or said that twice this week. Now. Have you been going on other podcasts or th- or our podcast? I, I was on a, I was a guest on Wednesday. Sorry. I cheated on you. <laughs> Son of a. <laughs> no. So Hollister does make a lot of sense as somebody who you could potentially play over Kittle. The other thing you have to keep in mind though, is Hollister wasn't playing a full snap share or running a full route share with Luke Wilson healthy. Luke, Luke Wilson, had a rib injury early in that game and Hollister's routes, he ran routes on like 80 plus percent of the dropbacks. He played a ton and you just noted Ed Dixon might be back. Luke Wilson is supposed to play again this week. We might see a rotation again at tight end. I don't actually think they did scheme for him. I think they used him in a full role because Luke Wilson got hurt mm. uh, and they couldn't do their, their typical rotation. Yes, he has upside. He's good. Uh, and I think he could play well on Sunday night. And I do think he's a great fallback breaking glass, you know, break in case of glass, break glass uh-huh. in case of <laughs> injury type of guy. So, yeah, I mean, if you don't have another option for Kittle and you want to keep and, and hold on to Kittle, who looks like a legitimate game time decision. And I actually think he reading reading the tea leaves a little. I don't think he's going to go. So I'm, you know, in one league, I have both Kittle and Waller. I haven't been able to trade either from all season. Um, it's not a very active trade league. I played Waller. You know, I just I'm not going to play Kittle this week. But um, yeah, if you don't have another option, Hollister's a good guy to add. From Andrew. Hey, Alexis, Stevie, Moira and Roland. I I had to Google this. I don't know, but I don't think I can say the name of it. I just think like it's so cheap. They're getting away with cursing by spelling it differently. It's that show S-C-H-I-T-T apostrophe S Creek. Oh, right. You know, it's yeah. just like you're cursing. Like you're just cursing. It's not clever. It's just cursing. Uh, I'm in a 10-team PPR league. I have Chubb, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, and Jalen Samuels. I'm panicking about Chubb's workload as my RB1. Le'Veon milking injuries and shutting it down this season. Mr. Glass Conner getting injured again. Should I keep my running backs as is, Chubb, Le'Veon, Conner, and Samuels, or should I shop Le'Veon or Chubb and see what I can get? No, I think you're fine. I, I I would keep it as is. All I mean, right. I, I understand the concern. All of these guys have some red flags, but you have both Connor and Samuels. If Connor's out, you play Samuels every week that he's out. Samuels had 13 catches last week. I don't know why people think that was bad. That's a really good thing. That's the Austin Eckler right. situation where you have the pass catching yeah. back playing the massive snap share. He had 21 touches and caught a ton of passes. He's a great option this week. So as long as Connor's out, you play Samuels, and you should be able to play one of Chubb or Le'Veon. You're fine. From Brian, which trade is better in a standard league? Hill and Hyde, Tyreek Hill and Carlos Hyde for Le'Veon Bell and DJ Chark, or Hill and Hyde for for Leonard Fournette and Sammy Watkins? So basically, would, t- you, would you rather have Bell take- and Chark or Fournette and Watkins? I'm going to take Fournette and Watkins. All right. Next email is from John. Rank these quarterbacks rest of season, six point per passing touchdown league. Kyler Murray, Phillip Rivers, Nick Foles. Kyler. <laughs> I'll go. Yeah, I'll go Foles and then Rivers just because Foles has the Oakland and Atlanta matchups in the playoff. I love those that playoff. Oh, Rivers has a decent playoff schedule, too. Yeah, decent, but not not great. I mean, Foles has a much better schedule. Well, uh, Minnesota and Oakland are at home. Minnesota, you, you're you the one who noted that their corners get crushed, and they've been know, getting beat through I, the air. But it's not great. No. Like, Oakland's but great. They both but then again, Oakland. he just stunk yeah. against Oakland. So, um, Dear George. Falls over Rivers, yeah. Okay. Dear George, Noah, TJ, and Parker. I feel like I should know that. George, Noah, TJ, and Parker. I don't know. Oh, um... Are they tight ends? Yeah. They're all from Iowa. George Kittle, Noah Font, TJ Hawkinson, and I don't know who Parker is, but they're all from Iowa. Stafford is my quarterback uh, where a backup is required. I have Daniel Jones. But Josh Allen is available. Who do you start, and is Allen a preferable backup rest of season? This is from Adnan. Um, From Sioux City. 
Iowa Hawkeye. Oh, okay. Parker Hesse is a Titans practice squad. Yeah, okay. Um, Okay. Both of my parents went to the University of Iowa. I was born on campus. Really? Iowa. Yeah. No kidding. Um... I, what was the question? <laughs> uh, I would drop Where's Daniel Jones for. I would start Matthew Stafford, and I drop Daniel Jones for Josh Allen. There you okay. go. That works. Um, I'm going to read some starter sit emails after I tell you about SeatGeek. If you want to go to an Iowa Hawkeyes game and you don't have lifetime tickets because you were born on campus, like some of us over here, you should use the SeatGeek app to get there. Ben, like, what's the next event you're going to? Sports, uh, con- concert, whatever. Yeah, probably uh, a football game. Probably a college football game. Okay, so you go to the SeatGeek app, type in Washington State Cougars, your favorite team, <laughs> and, uh, and get yourself some Cougs tickets. That's not how that works. Okay, Washington Huskies, whoever it is, and you're going to get better prices on SeatGeek because they bring in tickets from all over the web. They pull millions of tickets in to one place. They rate each deal on a scale of 1 to 10, and they display them on an interactive seat map. Break break down the details for you. The green dots mean the good deals, and the red dots are overpriced. It's very easy to find good bargains on SeatGeek. And SeatGeek's just growing in popularity. It's got over 50,000 five-star reviews. Uh, I tell people about it all the time, and a lot of people are already using SeatGeek, and they're like, shut up, Adam. I already know how great SeatGeek is. Every purchase, by the way, is fully guaranteed. So I do use it personally basically every time I need to go to an event, and you should too. You can get 10 bucks off your first purchase. Download the SeatGeek app. Promo code's FFT. Promo code is FFT for 10 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Again, download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FFT for $10 off. Starter sit from Rusty. I need some advice in PPR. J.D. McKissick or Juju Smith-Schuster or Josh Gordon? Not Josh Gordon. Those other two are not really great options, but I, I, I would play Juju in this scenario and just hope for hope, hope for his upside to shine through. I, I get McKissick having some value, but I just I wouldn't really be that pumped on him. This is from... I mean, to elaborate on that just a little, they're yeah. playing the Bears. The Bears have been bad against the run, but he's not their running back. He's their receiving. He's like the Theo Riddick. And right. I would rather have Ty Johnson this week for the Lions backfield. And Juju's facing potentially Jalen Ramsey could have a tough one. I know people who don't want to start him. So here's another Juju question from Jordan from the Sunshine Daydream Town in Oregon. What does that mean, West Coast Ben? I have no idea. <laughs> 14-team non-PPR. I have to win out to make the playoffs, and I have to win this week. My my opponent is projected to crush me, and I need ceiling. So pick two wide receivers and a flex. Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyler Lockett, Ted Ginn, Christian Kirk, Alexander Madison, and Bilal Powell. Ugh. Uh, I'm playing Kirk there, and I'm playing Lockett, even though it's a really tough matchup. Exactly. Um, yep, exactly. I think I... F- yeah, what do you think? Ginn, Juju, Powell, or Madison? If if Le'Veon Bell were to be out, I would play yeah. Ball Powell, I think. But if he plays, which we're expecting, I'm probably going to play Ted Ginn in that shootout. That's what I was going to say. Nice. From Patrick, pick two of four in PPR. Todd Gurley, Robert Woods, Tevin Coleman, Devin Singletary. I mean, uh, Singletary... The Rams could have a bad game. I mean, they're just not very good on the road, but they ha- they're coming off a bye, and I- it's hard to sit both Gurley and Woods. You- you'd-, you'd think you'd play one of those guys, but it's not this that is hard. tough. <laughs> These are close. Yeah, are I'm, leading, I'm leading Tevin Coleman. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. Single t- <sighs> the thing is, like, he's probably going to catch two balls because he catches two every game. Woods gets five. That's a pretty big edge right out of the gate on Coleman. Um. I still would do it. I mean, they're getting healthier. So that they yeah. should be able to run the ball better. San Fran. Yeah, I'm going Coleman and Singletary here. I mean, with no cooks, Woods could definitely have a big game. So Coleman and Singletary, and if not, then I, I think Robert Woods is, is the option. Okay. Next email is from Jesse. Who should I start standard scoring? Jalen Samuels, John Brown, or Robbie Anderson? Samuels for me, even though it's standard. I mean, I'm... I'm the workload is great. I understand you're not going to get the points for the catches, but even without them, um, you're going to get yardage. And receiving yardage, you're going to get more yards per touch on a catch than you are on a carry. 
and he's obviously going to have pretty good touchdown equity. I, I think John Brown's also a decent option, but I, I, I'd go Samuels. By the way, Trey Edmonds is going to play for the Steelers, so that does limit Jalen Samuels' upside a little bit. I mean, he played 17 snaps last Yeah, but he had 12 he, carries. Yeah, he had 12 carries. He's going to run. He's going to take some care, uh, some rush attempts away, but Samuels is going to play a ton. So Max I'm from going New- there. Ma- yeah, uh, me too. Max from New York City. Although, God, John Brown is so safe. He's so safe. Yeah, I mean, he's a reasonable option for sure. All right, Max from New York City. Half PPR, tight end, and a flex. OJ Howard or Chris Herndon? Oh, we already answered this. We said Herndon. Yeah, we said, we're going Howard here. I did, I, okay. We said Herndon? I don't remember. I changed no, my mind halfway through. for like a backup spot. For oh, okay. Go Howard then, yeah. I want Howard in this matchup, but we don't know how much Herndon's going to play this week. Latavius Murray or Michael Gallup? I am already starting Alvin Kamara. Um, that's tough because we got some quotes this week that sounds like Murray's going to play a decent amount. Uh, I, I think I would play both the Saints backs. I like Gallup, but no, I'm going to play Gallup. They're playing the Vikings. Sorry. Yeah, we know the Vikings corners can't cover receivers very well. I like Gallup's potential for big air yards. Okay. Lucas, in a, Lucas in a small town in Iowa. You know all about small towns in Iowa, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know which one, though. Council, <laughs> I moved when I was three. Council Bluffs. Dear Scott, Driver, West, and Lambert. I know that. Man, I'm I'm not hitting on these today. These are it? Adams. Okay. It's okay. I wouldn't expect you to get that. That's for me. I've struggled to find tight ends, and I've been streaming with poor results. I've, been, I've accumulated several over the year, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually have three guys I like this week. Who you got? Mike Gesicki, Jonu Smith, or Chris Herndon? Man, I like Gesicki with Preston Williams out, and I'm going to go there. He had, has had some pretty solid air yards multiple weeks in a row since their bye, and he seems like the other downfield threat. Now that Williams is going to be out, we know that Fitzpatrick likes to push the ball down the field. I expect him to get some downfield looks. One news item I didn't give, though, and this is my bad, uh, Delaney Walker is not going to play this week. So I'd go Jonu. Yeah, I'd. No, still go no Corey Davis. All right, all right. Those are not bad options, though. Uh, from- I think John is a little overrated. Anthony Ferkser still runs some routes and gets out. The John News route share isn't a ton. I, I like John New, but I, I think he's a little bit overrated. From Justin in a large city in Southern California. Los Angeles? Sure. Dear Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Those like, are the Rice Krispies. I like Rice Krispies. It's a good cereal. Throw a little banana in there. It's really good. Must win week for me. What did you say? When we were kids, we used to put uh, just straight sugar in it. And that was good. Because oh, it was just adding sugar to it. <laughs> yeah, I bet that was good. Uh, Non-PPR start in my flex. Curtis Samuel or Latavius Murray? I already have Camara. Man, same question. Um, I know, it's tough. I hate I'll Latavius. Take Samuel. I hate Samuel, Latavius Murray same, It's a very similar question. It's, it's a guy who gets air yards. He's going to have the potential to have a big hit down the field, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bank on that. Yeah, and the Packers give up the most pass plays of 40-plus yards. From Jay, I need a running back and a flex in PPR. Marlon Mack, Chris Carson, David Montgomery, pick a running back. Mark... Uh, Marlon I'm going to play Mac there. Mac, I okay. think Mac, if like I, I said this in my DFS article, I picked him as one of my DFS plays. If he doesn't rush for 100 yards this week, it will surprise me. I, I think they're going to go really run heavy. I don't see a lot of scenarios where Miami leads, and they're just going to lean on Mac. And the other thing that hurt Mac last week a little bit was Paris Campbell got a few carries and got some short area targets. Now Campbell's out as well. They're going to lean on Mac. They, they almost have to. I just love the matchup with Miami, and I think he runs for 100 yards pretty easily. Okay, and then uh, Godwin or Adams or Carson or David Montgomery for the flex. It, oh, PPR man, it's got to be Godwin or Adams. Yeah, I'm I gonna, like them both. I'm gonna take Godwin here. Till yeah, I, I mean it's a great matchup. Till I see um, Adams is healthy because he even admitted he's not 100. percent Right, but I do like Adams a lot. From Steven, Juju Smith-Schuster or Jamison Crowder. Um, let's go Crowder. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. I love Juju so much, but Crowder for me as well. Okay, next email. Dear Kobe, Zach, Otto, Lori, and Wendell. Oh, these are basketball players. Are they? I think they're Chicago Bulls. Kobe White, they... is he on the Bulls? I Lori Markinen is. Lori Markinen, yeah. 
Yeah, I think. I, oh gosh, I need to watch more basketball. Is it Zach Levine? I, I, I could don't be. watch enough basketball. Yeah, I was watching the other night the war, the end of the Warriors Rockets game, and it was such a blowout that Mike Breen and um, Jeff Van Gundy were talking about the best movie sequels ever. And Mike Breen gave such a Mike Breen's basically my idol. I want to be Mike Breen. He gave one of the worst answers. He said Jaws Two is one of the greatest movie sequels ever. That is such a bad answer, Mike Breen. I don't remember, you're Jaws still one too. of my heroes. But you forgot Terminator 2. That's really what the end. That's a great sequel. They said Godfather 2, but Terminator 2 is also. Godfather 2 is a great sequel. And they, I don't think they said Empire Strikes Back, but that's always high on the list. Okay, anyway, start a running back and a wide receiver and a flex this week. Joe Mixon, Jalen Samuels, Damian Williams. Pick one. I'm going to go Samuels, even though I really like... We might we might use Damian Williams as the flex. Who are the flex options? Pick a wide receiver first. Patience. Devontae Parker, Golden Tate, Zach Paschal. Golden Tate. With Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram out, you have to like Tate this week. I think I would start Paschal over Tate in non-PPR. Tate, six catches, four straight weeks. Yeah, yeah, but in non-PPR. I'm still going to use Tate. All right. And then pick a flex. Mixon, Damian Williams, Devontae Parker, Zach Paschal. And this is where I'll use Williams. Okay, I don't know what the format is, by the way. Thank you for the question. Aman. And we are out of here. Thank you so much, everybody. I hope you're having a great weekend and, uh, you know, have fun out there. Yeah, me and Adam had great Friday nights. Oh, so good. <laughs> Those meatballs I made. It's going to be it's going to be a bit of a challenge. This uh, I'm going to watch my Huskies hopefully upset Baylor on the road on Friday night. They, yeah, they got a bas- Friday night basketball game. They have two top 10 recruits in this class. Ooh. Yeah. All right. A couple of true freshmen. I'm excited to see their new look team. It's their first game. Cool, man. Good stuff. I would love to watch my alma mater play basketball tonight, but I have to stay married, and that's not going to work. So um, we'll talk to you all on Sunday with the recap. Take it easy. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com.